It's not the time. Okay, so we're holding here by Perak Shlishi. Um, I'm sorry, Perak, yeah, Perak Shlishi. Chelek Aleph, Perak Shlishi. Um, so we're just going to read through again from the top of the Perak, even though we did it in depth last time, and then uh, we'll focus on, on the Neshama this week. Um, so he says, We already explained. Since man was the creation that was created to connect to his creator, he has to be placed between perfection and, and lackingness. He has to have the ability to acquire perfection. This has to be from his will and his free will and his choice. Had it been that he was forced with his his actions to 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 do this he would not be called the Baal Shlemus. Like Kodesh Baruch Hu would be the Baal Shlemus. He wouldn't have been the owner. So if man was pre-programmed to choose good, like we spoke about, then he would not be the Baal Shlemus. Someone else would have been causing him to, to, to choose good. The one that... that um, the one that caused him to choose the Shlemus, he would be the true... He would be the true owner of the Shlemus. So the Kodesh Baruch Hu pre-programmed man that man should always choose Shlemus. So Mimela, it wouldn't be us that would be the Balatayv. It would be a Kodesh Baruch Hu who programmed us. goal in creation that man make this choice on his own and be deserving of Olam Haba would not have come to, to fruition. He has to be put in a place of free will. His leanings in life should be toward equally toward two different directions. Um, he should not be forced into one or the other and therefore he should have the, the ability of choice to choose with Das and with Chayfetz, right? With, with, with his own, we spoke of this last time, with the knowledge and with, the, and with his own desire. Be'ezim Sheyirtz said which one he wants. Be'echol's gam kei b'yadu, he's to have the ability to do it. Like nice Be'ezim Sheyirtz said to acquire which one he wants. Al-Kinibra al-Tabi Yitzhartov Yitzhahara, therefore man was created with Yitzhartov Yitzhahara. Uva'abachir b'yadu al-Tis Atzal and he has free will to tilt himself whichever direction that he wants. Okay, so again, we spoke about this at length last time. But the Nakuda that we take away from the bottom, I just wanted to read it again, is get the frame of what he's saying, that the only way to create Bechira is to cause Adam to have a Yetzir Tov and to have Adam to have a Yetzir To have him have two leanings, one leaning toward goodness and one leaning toward evil, one leaning toward Shlemus and one leaning toward Chisarin. So by making man into this complex creation that's formed of these two parts, that's going to enable man to have the free will that he needs to achieve his goals in the creation. Now, how is it, what is a Yetzer? A Yetzer seemingly is, is Chazal referred to as, as an inclination. How did Kosh accomplish that we should have these two, these two inclinations? So he, Michal continues, he says, um, For this thing to be complete, for this to work, this system of making man with these two yetzers, karui, pr- properly, gazra chachmel yoyna, Hashem's wisdom decreed, she'adam morcha mebeza fachem. The man is going to now be a composite of two different opposites. Da'ainu in the shoma sechlis, He's going to have a neshama which is sichlis, which is in the world of sechol, in the world of the cerebral, the, the world of the ethereal. The zacha, it's going to be pure, the guf, the, 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 the guf artsy, and to have a body which is going to be earth-like or physical. So the way that we create this idea of having two yetzers, of having an etia, having a, a, a leaning in two directions, is by making man's being fundamentally of two different opposites. Something which pulls naturally and is of the nature of the spiritual, and something which pulls and is of the nature of 
the physical. Each one of these elements, the Shama and the Guf, are going to, in its own natural nature, pull itself to its, to its side. Then the Shama, the Hainua, Guf, the body is going to want to eat food and going to want to gonna have COVID and all these things. We'll talk about that. The body is going to want physicality. And the Shama is going to want the cerebral, the spiritual world. It's going to want Torah. It's going to want mitzvahs. It's going to want Chokhmah. And between them, there's going to be a war. That if the neshama will win, she will rise and she will bring the body up with her. Now we got to know what that means. What does it mean the neshama is going to schlep the guf with her? And then therefore man will become shalem and the shlemus that he was, and the, the perfection he was destined for. And if man, Yaniyach, look at the Lashon Mechal used, beautiful. He says, if man allows for the physicality to, to, take, to take, take control, the body will go downwards. Again, what does it mean to schlep the guf down? Right? I, a person doesn't have error, his body doesn't look any different before the error and after the error, but somehow we're saying the guf is being schlepped down. The tishbal and the shmasa imai, and the neshama is going to be schlepped down with it also in these hasber. If the neshama is an ethereal being, what does it mean that when it's tied to a body and the body does an avera, does raw, that the neshama gets schlepped down also in these hasber? And therefore, when the body is schlepping the neshama down, and both the body and the guf are going down, so then no longer will this person be fitting for Shlemus, for completeness? And, and, and Shlemus will be pushed away for him. This should happen to a person. Meaning he won't have an Olam Haba. But even though the body is already slept in the Shama down, the person still retains the ability to lower his physicality below his seichel and his neshama. So even if a person has messed up, and even if he has caused that the body should be in control, and he has caused that the body should schlep the neshama downward with it, he still has the ability at that point to turn the ship around and to mevatel the guf back to the neshama, meaning there's not permanent damage which cannot be undone. Okay, maybe there is permanent damage. Depends on the person does. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. But that, that's, that, that, that's what the Ramchal says and we're going to take some time and try to understand what is the neshama, what is the guf, how is it that the actions of the neshama affect the guf, how do the actions of the guf affect the, 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 the neshama. So this is going to take us a little while to go through this, um, and there are many different elements that we need to, um, to discuss. I just want to also bring one more point to attention, I don't want to read it inside. Ramchal later on is going to talk, later on in this parak is going to talk about the idea that one of the jobs of the neshama is what's called to be mezakech the guf, is to, is to purify the body and take away the, what he calls akwar. Akwar means, um, it's almost like filth or lowliness, right? In Yiddish, like grub, right? Like to take away the, 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 the lowly nature, the physical nature of the body. And the neshama's job is to shine into the body and to purify the body um, and take away from its 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 gashmias, right? Again, the whole thing needs needs hasbras. So, in order, in order to, to start with this, I want to read you a Gemara. I should have made you all copies, but I didn't. Um, it's famous Gemara to understand just a little bit of the concept of of, of the neshama and the guf. One second. Yeah. So it says, "Hani chamisha barchinavshi." So David Melech said five barchinavshis, right? Well, before we read this, let, let, let's just discuss some of the things we know about the neshama in general, and then over time we're going to come to, to answer it. We we know a concept that the neshama is chelak elokaimimal. We know that the neshama is um, 
a, a, a portion, so to speak, of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's what people say. So the problem is that, that that's a big misnomer. People run around thinking that really you add up all the neshamas of Kodesh together and you, and you equal a Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? So as we've already learned in this share, that, that can't be. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu is a yichad apashit, shalom and all shlemis, he's not made out of hearts. So clearly not every neshama is a piece of Hashem that was lost that needs to be reunited with him. That, that can't be the pshat. But, but we have this concept that, that a neshama is, has an element of elokos that needs to be worked out. We know all the Sfarim speak of the idea, in fact, this, uh, this Friday night, we saw the Archaim HaKadosh actually, that he said that the neshamas were chatziv under the kisei HaKovin, right? That the neshamas were, 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 were carved out under Hashem's kisei HaKovin. Also, also needs Hezber. We know that the neshama is something which has multiple parts to it. We know that there's a, a chain of neshamas, nefesh, ruach, neshama, chayechida. Everyone has, has heard such a concept. So that needs to be to have, to have a Hezber also. We also know that the neshama's job the Mechal is saying the Shama's job is to pull man in a direction of Tov, and the Gut's job is to pull man away from Tov. But we also know that the Shama does more than that. So the Mechal later says the Shama's job is also to mizakek the Gut, to, to, to purify the body. But we also know that the Shama is what gives Chiyas in the body, even in this world as well too, right? We have it already in the Chumash, that Adam was created all from in Adama, and he was animated with, with, this, with the breath of... HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Another Nekuda also, the Neshama, Lashon Neshima, Nishmas Chaim, from the breath of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Neshama is there also to give Chiyas to a person. And we know that when a person dies, there's the, the separation between the Neshama and the Gof, and you no longer see the shine of the Neshama on the person, the face turns pale, and a person dies. So if we look at the Neshama's job, so far we've identified three distinctive jobs it does. It's to pull a person toward to mitzvahs and toward tov. It's there in order to purify the body, which we'll have to discuss. And it's also there to animate the body and to give it its life force within this world. So those are the kudas that we know about the Shama. And we, 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 the goal is to try to understand a little bit more of a deeper concept behind it. So the Gemara says the following. He says, Chamisha barchi nafshi. The Gemara brachos tafyon. There are five barchi nafshis that were, that were said. Kenegin mi amron david. Right, so the Gemara says, "Who did David when he said these five barchim? My soul will bless. Who were these five things that was that it was corresponding to? Lo Amran Ella, can I get a Kodesh Baruch Hu? Can I get a Neshama? That it was made these four these these five barchim nafshis were said in correspondence to Kodesh Baruch Hu and correspondence to the Neshama. Ma Kodesh Baruch Hu male kol ha'olam, just like Hashem's presence." Fills the entire world, like we've spoken about already. Right, he's a mitzvah portion, and all existence is from him. So just like Hashem's presence fills, and nothing has independent existence outside, he fills the entire world. So too the neshama fills the entire body. That which a kodesh baruch can see, and he is not seen. So we know a kodesh baruch is a pratis, and he's intimately aware of every detail on earth. So to the neshama. The Shama sees, but it is not seen. We do not see the presence of our Neshama, but it has the ability to see. Baruch gives sustenance to the world and allows it to continue to go. Just so too, the Neshama has the ability to, to give sustenance to the body. Just like Hashem is pure, so too, the Neshama is pure. That which Kodesh sits in his private chambers, needs, needs work. So too the Neshama sits in his private chambers. Let the one who comes and has in him these five parts, meaning that the Neshama has these five Nekudas, that it fills the body, it sustains the body, it's pure, um, it sits in Chadre Chadarim, it sits, it sits in its own chamber, 
Let's get one. It sees and it's not seen. So let somebody who has these five qualities, i.e. a person with neshama, and let him come and praise the person that has these five qualities. So a person that has neshama is similar to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? So let the person that has these qualities praise, praise, praise a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So we find over here this comparison between the neshama and, and a Kodesh Baruch Hu and these five elements. So the Vilna Gain in his parish, he says that these five barchinashis are actually connected to the five parts of the neshama, and we're going to circle back to that, um, to that, to that, to that later. Um, but just just to work through these these nikudas and, and and to try to get a havana in it, we have to give a little bit of a, of, of a preface. And that preface is is that what does it mean? The Ramchal speaks about this greatly in Das Tunis. What does it mean that the Neshama's job is there to mizdakech the guf? So we the the word in that is that we have to understand the concept called or or in kalim that in the bria. There are two fundamental components. There's light and there are vessels, right? What does that mean? So let's start with understanding Akush Baruch Hu's involvement in the world, and from there we're going to extrapolate to understand the involvement of the Neshama with the with, with the Guf Chaver. This is very, very, very deep stuff. So this mashal that Ramchal uses um, to go between Akash Baruch Hu and, 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 and the Neshama, but you see the Gemara did it also. So we spoke about already that by Briya Sa'olam, what Akash Baruch Hu did is that he he created a veil between his singular existence and anybody on the other side of this veil to enable us to have the conceptual space to exist. And basically he made a void. We spoke about this before. That's called the symptom. And what he left in its wake was what we call the halal. The Arizal calls the halal. The halal means a void or, or an empty space Right, in which that there can be a, a place where an independent entity can perceive himself as being separate from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Right, that had to be. Otherwise, if a Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted to create created beings to give to them and bestow kindness to them, there'd be nobody on the other end if they were absorbed within his singular oneness. There wouldn't be a you and a me and everybody here in order for us to receive the Tov for Hashem. So he had to hide himself and allow for that blank space. Right. However, though, it's not an absolute blank space. What Akash Baruch did, though, is he did, he did reveal what we would call a finite amount of his or to be the building blocks of the Bria. So it's almost like the, the idea that you have um, the genetics in a, human, in a human being, or you have the atoms and the molecules and the compounds in this world. They are the fundamental building blocks which allows for all of reality to take form, whether it be on, a, on an organism level, the DNA and the, and the proteins are, are the fundamental building blocks of the human being, or whether it be on, 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 on the universal level, you have, you know, all the, all the elements are the, are the fundament, fundamental building blocks that can create. So Tukhosh gave a certain level of his ore that he allowed to seep through the the curtain to be what's going to eventually build all the different ilamas and, and 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 the world around us and all the neshamas and the malachim and all of the material so to speak this quote unquote spiritual material of the of the world is there that was that was there from the revelation of the time when Hashem hid Himself He allowed for some of that light to seep through and that amount that He allowed to, to quote unquote seep through um, is 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 going to be the fund is going to be the building blocks of of, of the bria this the svarim referred to uh, the mchal especially as what's called the rishima uh, deep kabbalah guys called the rishima the rishima means the imprint that there was an imprint of a kodesh baruch Hu's light from where bef- the beginning of the bria when he hid himself right um, he he left over a remnant of his oneness within this conceptual space 
Very deep stuff. I don't know what I just said or no. Yeah? So you imagine the Chosh is one. He fills up all of existence because there is only him. He hides himself, thereby creating a conceptual blank space. However, it's not totally that he hid himself. He allowed some revelation of his light to come through that curtain and that revelation of light. What? The Kav. The, the Kav is next. We didn't get to the Kav yet. This, this is before that. This is what we call the Rishimo. That, that amount of light he had, therefore, is going to be the building blocks of all of reality. However, the next thing HaKadosh Baruch Hu did, though, is that he takes this world, and that's a finite, that's a finite giloy, that's, an, a, that's a finite amount of light, or a finite amount of, let's call, let's call it, for lack of a better word, spiritual material, right? It's not a material at all. Spiritual material, a finite amount of light, whatever you want to call it, um, a finite amount of revelation, and, and with that finite amount of revelation, he's going to create Olam Haba and, 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 and Olam Hazah. However, though, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, though, did not step away from the picture at that point. Rather, he guides the finite world with his infinite self. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu then, which that's the muscle of the Kav. The Kav represents Hashem, then, then re... Um, deep stuff. Well, I'll hold that. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu then, 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 then wielded the world of the finite world in order to build it into the world that we have today and to run it and to bring it to its goal. So, we look at this as the concept called Or and, 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 and Kalim, right? That you have a vessel and then you have the light which is there which yields the vessel. In the, in the philosophical form, this is the concept of Tzura and Chaymer. You have material, which is the Chaymer. I, I have a block of wood and I, I impose Tzura form to it and I build it into a table. I have a statue, I have, I have marble and I, I carve a face and hands and whatever around it and that turns the statue into something more than just the material itself. So we have the material and then we have the one that manipulates the material and builds it into what it is. So Kodesh Baruch Hu builds the world, Kibyachol, these leftover lights he has are the, the chaymer, are the, the materials, and the Baruch Hu, with his singular oneness, still interfaces with the world and, 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 and builds out of it all the various spiritual worlds and Elam Haba and Elam Haza and is intimately involved in every action that's going on in this world and is guiding the world to its completion. So the, the, the Remchal and Das Tunis calls this the two worlds of what we call Mishpat and the world that we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Yichud. That there is, there is Mishpat, there's Bechira on this world, but ultimately behind every action in the world, right, it's not just everything in the world happens because either we deserve it or we don't deserve it. But a Baruch Hu is behind the scenes guiding everything to its completion. That's the world of Yichud. HaKadosh Baruch Hu re-interfacing with a finite amount of Giloy of his Or, bringing it to its completion. So we have a concept of Or and Keli. We have the material of the Bria, that's the Keli, the, the vessel, and we have a Baruch Hu's Or, which is guiding it to its, to its completion, right? That on a big picture is what we have. So we can look at the world almost as a vessel, and we can look at the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu re-interfacing the world as the, as the light, which is guiding it to its, its place. We have the same concept with the Guf also, that the Guf is the vessel, and then the shama is the ore which guides the which guides the vessel to its to, to its completion. We we have this concept that we the Ramchal spoke about that a Baruch Hu is mizakech the guf and is going to make the guf more spiritual. What does that mean? That we know that olam haba ultimately is going to be a world where the shama and the guf together are going to experience Hashem's oneness. But the issue is like this: How can you be there with your body? Right, the physical world where your body exists is not a world where you're perceived a Baruch Hu's oneness. So the answer is, is that what the neshama is going to do is going to make the body and purify the body and take away 
its physicality. That when the light inundates the vessel unto, uh, to a certain degree, it will penetrate into the vessel itself and change the nature of the vessel. I mean, you have it in the physical world also. I don't remember my science class so well, but I remember that you have alpha, alpha rays and gamma rays and beta rays, right? You have, you have a nuclear blast that occurs. Only certain materials can, can absorb the... Uh, the radiation. Most materials, radiation passes through it and, and will incinerate it or do whatever it's, it's going to make it radioactive. Who knows, right? But it's the same thing also that, that the Neshama has in its ability to take from the light of Elokos and to lighten the, 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 the body and change the body and make the body much more ethereal, make the body less coarse, make the body less physical until the point to where the body and the, and, and the soul become very much so similar and the, the, the vessel of the body can then become, become quote-unquote, we're using words in the physical world, but we're extrapolating to a higher world, can become thinner, so to speak. The body can, can take on less of a physicality to it and become more similar to the light and eventually the body becomes bottle nullified to the contents of the light on the inside, which is the neshama. A body like that doesn't look the way that we look. We're not flesh and blood. I mean, let's take all the Marishan Kaidim all the Marishan didn't even realize he was naked, right? Sfarim speak of the idea that all the Marishan was exuding light out of his body. There wasn't a concept of physicality, of a sense of being naked. That's only the fact that our body became so coarse and physical that we're very much so aware of our Arias and we're very much so aware of that physical need of a human being. All them was perceived as, as a neshama because the body was much thinner in compared to the neshama. When you would look at Adam, you wouldn't see... You wouldn't see a body. What you would see is you would see a neshama. Let's give a muscle. We can look at people sometimes, and if we're a very physical person, we many times can look at a person and, and see all the imperfections on his appearance. We can see the guy's got freckles, the guy is uh, ugly, or the guy the guy has acne, or whatever it is, and we can pick up on all the, the, the physical nuances. All the times we can look at a person and say, oh, my friend, right? You know, there's two ways you can look at your wife. You know, hopefully if you bonded a good relationship with your wife, you look at your wife as the person that I love, and that's what you see. You, you, don't, you don't see the body, right? What are you doing? You're seeing through the external of the vessel, and you're looking at what's on, on, on the inside, right? By Adam, there wasn't so much an external vessel. It was, the inside was showing throughout, because the Shama was able to penetrate into the Kli until the point that it changed the nature of the Kli, and the Kli no longer had the same physical form that it has now, did he still have flesh and blood in the body? I don't know. I wasn't going to, I didn't see it. Clearly he did, right? But the point was that it, it wasn't as thick as, as, as the world is today. I mean, we can look at everything in this world. We can either see a goof and a shama. You can see a person take money and put it in a sucker box, and you can see a, a biological hand and cash, and you can see a box, or you can see an act of chesed, right? It's all how you look at it, right? But in the world that Adam was in, there was no other way of looking at it. He, they saw only the pthemius that was on the inside, so therefore the body took up much less, quote-unquote, let's call it space, right? Yes, he was still the same height and dimensions constantly. He was actually very tall, right? But let's take away from the physicality. What I mean by less space is that they're, they're, the body didn't have as much of an existence to it. So therefore the body was bottled to the light of the Kli and the body became to be of the nature and of the ilk of the light that was filling the Kli. So Lasset Lavo, when it comes time for Tzchias Amesim, which we're going to discuss more, the Neshama's job is Mizdakech the Guf and make the Guf much thinner, much less physical. And then the Neshama and the Guf will rise through the spiritual worlds. What does it mean rise? There's no floating, there's no flying, there's no wings. But the nature of the body will become that of, of the nature of spirituality. 
and therefore the neshama and the guf together will rise to its final place, perceiving the oneness of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So the world of Tchiz Amazing, the world of Olam Haba, where we sit forever and perceive Hashem's oneness, you, when we say you have a body there, it's not going to look like this. You're not going to have flesh and blood. It's not going to be hairy. You're not going to. You're not going to. You're not. You're not it's not, it's not going to be coarse like it is now. The whole world is going to look fundamentally different. It's going to be spiritual, and the body is going to become much more thinner, so to speak. Right? Thin. I'm using as a muscle. Obviously, it's not thinner in. In, in dimension or thickness, right? Doesn't mean we're going to lose weight. That's flip shot, right? But the presence of physicality is 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 is, is not so much going to going to be there. So just like a Kodesh Baruch Hu is within the framework of this world, guiding the world to its completion, and just like a Kodesh Baruch Hu is within the framework of this world, the Yichud of Hashem is filling the finite world and causing it existence and life. Just like right, so too the Neshama, quote unquote, fills the body and guides the the body to its course, and it's Dveikas and Shlemis, and it's also being Zun, right? So you find, that's exactly what we find over here in, in, in the Mashal over here. Just like Hashem Malay the world, so to the Neshama is Malay the Guf. Just like Hashem Baruch gives sustenance to the world, the Guf gives sustenance to the body. The Guf is giving the body the, 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 the ability to, 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 to be alive, to exist. So Hashem wills reality into an existence, and if He would remove His infinite oneness from the finite world for a second, it cease to exist, so too, and the Neshama leaves the body, it's done. Just like, right, that's, that's the concept of it being, of it being Zun. Um, we find over here just like the Neshama is Tahor just like Kosh Baruch Hu is Tahor right so to the Neshama is Tahor the Neshama is that element in us that's guiding us to our completeness right and the Chemahal we, we, have, we have to work this but that, 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 that's a basic idea over here in order for this to work, that the neshama should should be in the body, and and again we have this concept that the light that fills the kli will overpower the vessel and change the nature of the vessel into more of the nature of the neshama. It can't be the light of the neshama has to be very powerful to do that. The light of the neshama has to be of the ilk of a kodesh baruch hu. So the neshama itself is created from much more of what we call ha'aras panim. We spoke about this before. There's hester panim and ha'aras panim. Kodesh Baruch Hu ha'aras panim is when he reveals more of himself through the veil, that's ha'aras panim. And when he hides more of himself, that's hester panim. The creation of the Shama is from an act of ha'aras panim of Kodesh Baruch Hu. Shem created neshama by him revealing more of himself. The guf is made... And the physical world is made by Kosh Baruch Hu hiding himself, right? So we have two very distinctive creatures over here. One that comes from the Ha'aras Panam of Kosh Baruch Hu. One is much more of the ilk of Hashem's eloquence of his godliness. The other one is a, is a creation that exists much more from the vacuum of a Kosh Baruch Hu self. So the Neshama is something which is of the nature of a Kosh Baruch Hu. That's what it means that the Neshama is a chelik elokaimi ma'al. Not that parts and pieces of the Neshama make up a Kosh Baruch Hu, but rather the Neshama comes from the same nature of a Kosh Baruch Hu. Kosh Baruch Hu was revealing himself and enabled more of his own essence to imbue the existence of the Neshama, and whereas by the Guf he hid himself, thereby making the Neshama to be something which was coarse and physical. So anything which is in the physical world, in our physical world, this world that we're in down here, is, 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 is empty. It's empty of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it's only from a Kodesh Baruch Hu removing himself from the world that, that it exists. So the Neshama and the Guf are both creations of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, one being from a reboy of his or from a, an, an increase of his light, one being from the hiding of his light. And that's going to change their natures. That's why the Neshama's desire is toward the spiritual and is toward and is and is and once again close to him. That's why the guf pulls toward the pulls toward the physical. Mchal and Sharm says it beautifully. He says, "You guys got to go in a minute." He says the following. He says, "If man was really created for this world." 
You wouldn't need such a chosh of neshama in you. Neshama, its source is higher than the malachim. So your neshama, that entity which is inside your body, is made of such an, an increase of Hashem's light that more of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's shining continence, meaning he allowed more of, the, of himself to pass through a veil to create your neshama than he did to even create the malachim. Therefore the neshama finds no happiness, no, no, no calm, no, no, no sense of fulfillment from all of the pleasures of this world. Because again, it's, it's an entity made purely from the light of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, with, with much more of a giloy, much more of a relation of Hashem's, Hashem's light. Unlike the gulf that's made from the Hester upon him, from the hiding of Hashem's life. Therefore, the Hashem is not interested in anything in this world. Its nature, being that it's much more of the riboy or of Hashem, is going to want things that are of the nature of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, whereas the body, which is made from the absolute hiding of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, is going to therefore want things that are in the vacuum, in the void of Hashem, which is physicality. This is what the Medrash says, beautiful Medrash. The Gama Nefesh Loi Tamale, the Nefesh is never filled. Mashal Amad Dever The Medrash gives a, a Mashal. Li'iroini, to a peasant. Shanasa Basmalch, marries a princess. We all know the Mashal. The peasant brings to the princess anything in the world. He goes and he gets a big fish for her, right? And he says, Here, sweetie, eat this, yeah? The princess is not interested. She's not, why? She Basmalch. She comes from the, 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 where she's from, a big fat fish, it's worthless, right? She doesn't want that. She's used to all the refinedness. You bring the nefesh, everything in the world, she's not satisfied. Because she comes from a higher world. She comes from a world of the riboy, of the light, of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So because the, 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 the Shama is really of the same ilk of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it is not a Kodesh Baruch Hu Again, it's a creation, and it comes from a Kodesh Baruch Hu's light that he's imbued his existence to allow for the creation of, 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 of something else. But because it comes from something which is of the nature of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, which is a Riboy Or, its nature is to like light and not to like darkness, to like Tov and not to like Ra, to like Chachma, not to like uh, Tifshus, and not, and, not, and not to like stupidity. And therefore, the Neshama will never be satisfied in this world unless we get that. Can Neshama have a and the Shoma doesn't like this world. El Adra Mo hates this world. Right? And therefore, the Shoma has been told you have to come down to a body, and it was unhappy about doing such a thing like that. And that's why you find the nature within a person that he wants the spiritual is because there is part of his being which is of the light of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and that's not interested in the physical. However, the body, which is made as a Goylem, a Goylem translates as um, uh, an inanimate uh, block of wood, right? Um, we'll see it's a little more complicated than that next week. Um, it, its nature is 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 the, the absence of Hashem's light. Therefore, its desire is going to be now for the for the physical world. In order to enable the neshama, though, to to um, purify the guf, it has to be that the neshama comes from a very, very high source, that it can illuminate the body and, like we said, purify the body, allowing the body to rise to the spiritual worlds one day to have olam haba. But the, the other issue, though, is that the body were to overpower the guf, the, I'm sorry, if the neshama were to overpower the guf, then there wouldn't be free will either, right? So again, it has to be the neshama comes from a very high place in Shemaim, a place of a lot of ore, that it has to be a place where it can shlep the guf all the way up with it to its source, right? In order to now in order to offer Olam Haba. But if it would be so overpowering, then you wouldn't have free will, and we naturally would want of the nature of the next world, like like the princess, right? We, we naturally would reject the fish and would never give the uh, the peasant the chance to ever bring us the fish. So Kosh Baruch had to do something, which we'll talk about more this next week. Let's talk about it quickly. There must to go. 
he did, he did, he tells the Neshama, go and, and be mamayit yourself. Go and, go and lessen yourself, like the moon, right? The moon and the sun were both very big, and the Shem, and the Shem told the, 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 the moon, said, how can me and the sun rule at the same time? So, yeah, you, 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 you lessen yourself, right? So, too, the Neshama had to lessen herself. How did the, how did Hashem do that? By creating multiple parts of the Neshama. There's the highest parts of the Neshama that exist in the higher spiritual worlds where there's more of Hashem's revelation. And as the Neshama moves through the spiritual worlds, we described before that spiritual worlds are the concept of a Kosh hiding himself on different levels, right? Adding more of a veil to the light and more and more, going all the way down in a totem pole till you come to the physical world where it's very dark. And that's why the lowest part of the Neshama is what enters into the Guf, the Nefesh. And the nefesh does not have the natural ability to overpower the body where the body doesn't stand a chance, right? Meaning the body, going back to my muscle of gamma rays, alpha rays, beta rays, I don't remember what's what, but, but whatever, the, whatever the nature of the neshama is, is like an, an energy force which does not have the ability to just blast away the vessel that it is, it is in. Because again, the, only the lowest part of the neshama is filling the guf. Um, as the Shema makes more good choices, higher parts of the Shema start to enter into the body, thereby purifying the body. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, who made such good decisions and choices in this world that his body became subsumed with his Shema, and eventually he's shown with a light as the Shema became to purify the vessel. But 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 the, the amount of the Shema we have in us is the lowest level of the Shema. That's the area that we call the Nefesh. So if we look at the Shema almost as a body that stands from head to, to foot, the body would be viewed as the shoe. And the part of your neshama, which is filling your body, which you work with on a daily basis, the nefesh, will be viewed as the foot that's within the shoe. Which is interesting enough why the mitzvah of Yibam, to continue the life of a person's dead brother and to give him a, a foothold in this world, pun intended foothold, right, um, is by if, she, if, the, if the woman doesn't want to do that, man, well, she spits on a shoe. Because she's saying, I don't want the foot, I, the lowest part of the neshama, to have a shoe in this world, to have a, a, a physical place in this world, because again, so there's going to be a point where this high neshama is going to bond with the body and not have access to the higher parts of the neshama, because if it would, it would totally inundate the vessel and call the vessel to become purified. So the struggle we have in this world is between our guf and the lowest part of our neshama that's within our body. And the more that we, uh, you guys got to go, but the, the more that we turn mitzvahs and maizim tevim, the more we cause that the higher parts of the Shema should come into the body, and then it will overpower the vessel and flip the vessel into something itself which is spiritual. Okay, so we're going to talk more about this next week, okay? Wow.